<laughs> okay, so um, we have a lot of things to discuss. Uh, Coda was actually pretty wild and actually pretty good. Uh, NASCAR has some weird things going on. Joey Logano has a lot to learn about things outside of NASCAR. Uh, one of my favorites from another area did something. And we also have a Jerry Nadeau interview for you guys. So um, keep it on right here. Out of three and four, this win's going to punch his ticket to the championship four. Gordon wins in Martinsville. And now it's all Johnny Benson working his way out of turn number four. Benson is going to win in Martinsville. Everyone and welcome to this week's episode. This is episode 55 of the Fast Times and Other Musings podcast. I am Mary. You know me as Ultimate 23 Dragon. And Alex is with me. And you What's know him as Destroyer 86. What's different about that? Because I'm the one doing the intro and stuff. What's different about me being the one that's here? I don't see the, the difference. I don't know. Okay. Coda was good. It actually was. I'm surprised. Um, all three races were very good. Even though I, I'm kind of hazy on the truck race and the Xfinity race was a blur. Um, I fell asleep <laughs> because I was hungover. I survived my first hangover Why? this weekend. Uh, <laughs> My first bad hangover. Um, anyways, uh, for the truck race. Oh, oh wait. Uh, my Pontiac series is continuing. We've got hot laps. It's brought to you by Lattle Racing and Circle B Diecast. My diecast today is Johnny Benson, Jerry Nadu, and Joe Nemechek's 2002 Valvoline Pontiac that Johnny won with at Rockingham in 2002. No, Mary, you cannot have this car because you already have this car on the Racing <laughs> Champions Edition. <laughs> Um, I also have a secret <laughs> surprise here. Fuck this. Fuck you, ca car. Look at look at that engine detail. Can we please go back that's to it. that? That's why I think I want, that's why I want to punch the CEO of Lionel in the face. And when can we get creativity <laughs> like this again? Mm. I want creativity like this. <laughs> this looks like a bottle of Avalie, but Mary's the only person yeah. who knows what it is because it doesn't open like this. <laughs> It opens like this. There's a die cast inside of it. <laughs> and I'm going to show this off. I mean, look at this. Metal, I mean, we have these again. Metal chassis die casts. I'm wondering when we can get the ones with the opening hoods and the opening deck lids and shit like that again. If the answer is never, I'm going to hurt somebody. Um, no, you're not. That's a fucking joke. Jesus Christ. I may Anyways. know it's a joke, but you'll be surprised how many people don't. What's your diecast? Right Crazed Benson fan? Ha ha. Hey, you're not as crazy as one Johnny Benson fan I've seen. I'm not talking about Frank. Or Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. You know who uh, I'm talking about. 
The diecast that I have for this week is about another of my big three. I'm going. Oh, your boyfriend retro, Andy Houston. Not... Okay. There's a joke that well, there... beca because at one point Mary thought Andy Houston was good looking. Well, he is. He is not. <laughs> I'll show you good looking. Anyway, that was supposed uh, to actually, be it's... so. It was supposed. My diecast is the third member of the big three. I'm going very retro with this Bill Elliott diecast. That's from his Junior Johnson days. I believe so, yes. It is, because he drove the 11 car. <laughs> Anyways, for the truck series, Zane Smith won, John Ernie Uchek finished second, Kyle Busch finished third, uh, Chandler Smith fifth. Did you see the finish? Yes, I did. That was actually good. Tyler Ankrum seventh, <laughs> Carson Hosevar eighth, Wallace Allen eleventh, uh, Matt Crafton 13th, Chase Purdy 16th, Tanner Gray 17th, Tate Fogelman 18th, Brad Perez in 20th. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Brad Perez is an engineer who got the opportunity to race in NASCAR. Uh, 25th is Alex Bowman, 26th. Uh, Taylor Gray, Austin Winsell, the hometown driver, finished 27th. Ty Majewski in 30th, his, I believe his worst finish of the season. Haley Deegan running out of talent again, uh, finishing 30. Fourth and Sheldon Creed finished thirty sixth. For yeah, from first to last, that sucks to be him. Yeah, it does. Uh, but but he did. He did yeah. rebound later. Like I said, it's a blur. I only remember the finish <laughs> before I the passed the race, fuck out. The truck race was the closest thing to a shit show we had because it really felt like it was going to be that. But then no one remembers it was a shit show because of that finish. Just the fact that they were beating the, the way they did, they did what they had to do. Yeah, Bowman tried, kind of overdrove that one corner. And then Stuart Friesen, who was outside of him, kind of turned a bit too sharply towards him. And then I don't know what the heck Kyle Busch was doing because he should have been gone in a way. But he was like he was driving... Was uber defensive for some reason, and they all collided. Kyle Busch probably should have won that race, and I'm saying that I'm saying that as Kyle Busch's biggest hater, even though he's my second least favorite driver. Mary, yeah. who are the top three biggest mega baddies in my opinion? Oh please, like I know this. You should know uh, this. Well, I know Bush is one of them. I think Harvick's one of them. You got two of them. Who's the other one? Well, with you, who knows? Because one day. It's yeah, because one day it's Bickle, the next day it's Hamlin, the next day it's Logano. Bickle, there are nine mega baddies. Brad Keselowski. No, oh, for the he's not a mega baddie. Please let me finish. This is my opinion, not yours. Brad Keselowski, Greg Biffle, Denny Hamlin, Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, and Kevin Harvick. There are other mega baddies, but the, those nine are the worst of the worst. Okay. Like, Rick Crawford is an off-track mega baddie, but everyone can. But I don't really think he should be in the mega baddie category because that's because he lacks common sense, as does Rich Bickle. I don't like Rich Bickle as a guy. 
then again, he's a little whiner. So, um, and then Kyle Larson has mega batty qualities, but he's not a mega batty driver because he can actually drive. Um, I mean, Kyle Busch can too, but I just don't like his personality. I don't think, I don't believe Kyle Larson is racist. I believe he shouldn't have done what he did, but he's made up for it. And like I and you don't wreck your teammate like he did. Johnny Sauter is a mega baddie, but I'm not putting him in the top 10 because of Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Denny Hamlin cries. He loves to cry. His hobbies cry, <laughs> is crying. You know what? I want to get him a rattle with a big number 11 on it. A purple rattle and a bib and a diaper and a pacifier. You know why? I'm Go not going to talk about it here. But here's the thing. Denny Hamlin lacks common sense. Now let's move on uh, uh, yeah. here. Let's talk about let's talk a little bit about the truck race. I think that these t that NASCAR had a game plan this year. Last year they didn't. Coda actually is a good track for NASCAR now. Last year they weren't prepared for it. New track. Uh, you know, new track. Never been in those conditions before, or at least those bad that bad of conditions. I've never seen rain like that before. But the big thing is, how do I want to phrase this? I'll talk more about it in the cup series. This applies more to the cup series. Uh, let's move on to the Xfinity series. <laughs> Hang on. I'm sending you a text. Oh, okay. All right, let me complete my thing. Yep. This is what multitasking looks like. Yes, it is. Oh, you're in the race? You're the suck pick. <laughs> really? Okay. Hmm. That means you're the backup suck pick. This is what we get for having time restraints on doing this thing and having to do things early. Anyways, uh, for Xfinity, AJ Almendinger wins. Yay. NASCAR doesn't member. Um, Austin Hill I second. I predicted that. Cole Custer third. Noah Gregson fourth. Sam Mayer fifth. Mike Snyder sixth. We're not going through the entire top ten. Uh, Jade Buford eighth. Miguel Opoludo ninth. Ryan Sieg eleventh. Parker Glitterman twelfth. Preston Pars fourteenth. Ty... Ty I said Ty Kramer. That's a friend of mine from high school. Um, Ty Gibbs, 15th. 
Hi, Ty, if you're watching. You're probably not. Uh, Sage Karam, 16th. No. Ross Chastain, 17th. Parker Chase, 19th. Let's go Brandon Brown, 20th. Patrick, <laughs> no. Jeremy Clemens, 24th, because Jeremy Clemens is a damn good road racer. Uh, Riley Herbs, yeah, no one cares about him. Bubba Wallace, 28th. I'm surprised he was in the race. Uh, Justin Al... What the hell? What? Oh, I read that wrong. Justin Algar, 33rd, and yeah, no one really cares. Uh, Xfinity, like <laughs> I said, that's a that was a fucking blur for me. It, Like I said, like I passed out, like bl completely like blacked out during the Xfinity race. I don't remember a damn thing. It was probably until the last lap of the cup race, the race of the weekend. One it, lap it was, does not determine, does not sum up a weekend. You you'd be surprised with some people. Yeah, I I, I I'm not surprised. You know why? I'm a NASCAR fan. And you know what? <laughs> I'm pro I'm honestly no longer a fan. I'm a media member. This, I guess, you and could, I will get yeah. I will get Harvick to rub an elephant. Little what? Indian elephant for luck. I'm gonna get him to rub one next. If I ever if I we'll ever see him in the pits, I'm gonna get him to rub one for good luck. If he's still driving, obviously. <laughs> oh, don't worry, he will. No, he, he won't. He didn't away. do it to Darian. Yeah, I think Harvick. Like a lot of drivers of today are finally catching on that Darian can be a curse. He can be. <laughs> well, we'll get to you later, Darian. I almost called him Super Claude. But to me, he's not Super Claude. <laughs> he's just Darian. Uh, but anyway, That is a nickname that goes back a few years. I know the story. We, we, I literally had to watch that video for, for reasons I won't go into on here. However, Mary knows the reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, notable finishers from the cup race. Obviously, Ross Chastain won. Alex Bowman second. Chase Elliott fourth. Ryan Blaney sixth. Uh, nope. Uh, Eric Jones ninth. Uh, Happy Meal finished 11th. Uh, Free Willie finished 12th. Brad Kizzle loser 14th. Justin Haley 15th. Todd Gillen 16th, which I was very surprised about. Harrison Burton 17th. Ty Dillon 20th. Yeah, no one cares about you. Uh, Daniel Suarez, 24th. Boris said 26th. Kyle McLarson, uh, 29th. Uh, Bushy Bushy Bitch finished 28th. Uh, Chase Briscoe, 30th. I feel bad for him. Uh, Kurt Busch, 32nd. Uh, AJ Allmendinger, 33rd. Uh, Bubba Wallace, 38th. Another driver I feel bad for. And that's it. Why do I feel bad for Bubba Wallace? This shit, this weekend just went to shit for him. I really think it did. Like he is not a good road racer. Bubba, yeah, he's is not. He tried in Xfinity, though he was in a Gibbs ride. But he's just—he's not known for road courses. He's, it's like he's trying to improve, but we'll see. The thing here, Bubba is not good at road racing. What's Bubba good at? Super speedways. 
Uh, yeah, the restrictor plate tracks. They don't run restrictor plates anymore. Get it right. They're tapered spacers. Um, Whoopee. That's a form of restriction. Whoopee. It's a form of restriction. But. <laughs> I'm not wrong. You need to watch yourself. All right. Don't push me. Okay. I I've had I've had my limit today. And I have not had a good day. I uh -huh. Let's see. My leg I I decided to work out today because I haven't worked out in over a week and because spring okay. break and I'm only going to be able to work out for two more weeks before I go on vacation in which we're going to have a, which someone's going to come in and sub for me haven't decided who more than likely it'll be Darian Gilliam and okay And Facebook notification. <laughs> right. On some days I regret joining Facebook. Other days I don't. Okay. Facebook's just interesting. Then I have my quads go out more than at least four times. It's more the left one since this is my weaker side. This is my, this is my weaker side. Like the left side of my body is weaker. Mm -hmm. So, and I know the cause of it. I'm, my dominant side is my right side, but whatever. Well, let's move on here. That cup race was good. You didn't know who was gonna win. E even till the last right. turn, you didn't know who was gonna win until the last turn of the last lap. I thought Suarez was gonna win mm -hmm. early in the race. Oh, then I think Briscoe's going to win about midway through. Chase Elliott works his way through the field. I think he's going to win. Kyle Busch trying to be good at road racing again. I think he's <laughs> going to end up winning. But no. the last, And I think Dinger gets it. Like, down that fast-paced part of the track. I'd have to play NASCAR 21 Ignition to show you guys. But the big... Th but what I'm saying here is, you didn't know uh -huh. this is what... This is I what I think NASCAR wanted last year. This type of finish. And they didn't get it last year. Now, what I was trying to say is earlier. New car, new race conditions, let's wipe the slate clean. Sure, we have a notebook for, for, from last year. But let's move on and let's try to broaden, let's try and broaden the horizon, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What am I drinking? The colonel's looking at you. <laughs> Something from KFC. Well, yeah, the colonel's. Well, I mean, the colonel's uh, looking at you. But what am I drinking? I want to say water. No, my flask is over here. I drink water out of, out of a flask. This ben isn't Dr. water. Pepper. Yes. Now I feel like shit every time I drink it. Why? Because I haven't been drinking it. <laughs> it's like when I started drinking Gatorade when I was drinking pop. 
when I would drink a sports drink, I felt like shit after I drank it because I was addicted to it for three years. Middle school, the worst years of my life. I was addicted to Gatorade. Now, then high school, I got addicted. Then, well, I really wasn't addicted to. I, I continued to drink Gatorade through high school, and then senior year, I started drinking Dr. Pepper. Mary knows the reason. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it's okay to drink pop sometimes. Now, I want to change yeah. up the. Now, I want to change up the order of our. Of our of this week's podcast to address something I am sick and okay. tired of people trying to ask. You cannot <sighs> be on pastimes unless you're invited. Oh, okay, that. I was made aware of uh, something related to something that happened last year. One of the people who creeped me out uh -huh. wanted well first off Mary knows the basis of the story yeah I think you know which one and you've seen what uh -huh. I was sent yep we don't just accept random people onto the podcast like, I, a lot of you are autistic, mentally ill, or under the age of 18, and don't understand how the world works. Uh -huh. You don't understand. You see all these people, Darian Gilliam and Danny B and Eric Estep and Jarrett Lundberg, and just because they're friends does not mean it and they enjoy each other's content meet up does not mean that we will meet up with you it does not mean we'll let you be on our podcast it does not mean that you are entitled to be on we are not your friends we are friends mary and i are friends we are not here mm -hmm. to be friends with you We're here to make YouTube and online content, not cater to you. We will not be your friend. We do not accept random people on. You have to be invited on. We've had some lower name YouTubers on, but once we once I had Larry McReynolds on in season one, boom, a lot more people wanted had to jump on. You cannot be on pastimes unless you're invited. Uh -huh. What do you have to say, Mary? Because I fired myself up. We appreciate the interest, but the, circumstan the circumstances involving this program are different because of different aspects it's not just oh just come on and that's it like there are different things and different aspects of our schedules that we have to go by because it's not just just do this and that's it and in addition to that we don't know if all this stuff can line up like sometimes getting the guests that we desire to have on is harder than it looks 
And sometimes it's just rent them out of nowhere. Sometimes it takes a very long time for different reasons. And though we appreciate that some of you want to be on, it just feels overwhelming when you're continuously asking us. And that it's becomes a fair. problem. Exactly. It's, and like I said, you don't... To the person who, uh, who told my person who told me, you will never be on this program, especially after what you did. You know what you did. You know who you are. You are not welcome here or on any of my or her content. Mary knows who that was directed to. Uh -huh. And believe me, we're not afraid of you. So go ahead, run your little mouth. Guess what? And you know, and you don't want to know what we'll do. Does that person, Mary, does that person want to know what we'll do? Nah. No, because it's not going to end up good for him. You, and you know what else? What? We don't want to give people the wrong impression. Correct. Oh, come on the podcast. Oh, you're my best friends in the world. Fuck off. It doesn't work that way. The people who watch this program are are 16 year I literally after the little man dude 03 thing, I've he's just a mentally ill teenager. He's just a mentally ill kid. Man dude, you're probably watching. That's what you are. You're just a mentally ill child. You're not gonna make friends the way you are. And Mary, I don't care if I sound harsh. This little you know what needs to hear this. Man, yeah. you're not going to make friends the way you are. You're a harasser. You're a creep. And on top of that, I will never be your friend. I'm not your friend. I never was your friend. You are a fucking fool for even thinking I was your friend. For considering me your friend. You are an idiot! You're banned from anything about related to me or her. You know why? Because the Ultimate 23 Dragon Channel is now a part of Alex Wood Racing. Who, who runs and owns Alex Wood Racing? Me. Now, I don't have creative control over her channel. And I wasn't going to fight you for it. And I appreciate that. But the thing is... The, the, only th the only thing I have control over regarding her channel is what? The people who interact with it. Exactly. And why did you appoint me to do that? Because of circumstances that happened last year. But why did you pick me? That's what caused it. But why did you pick me? Because you showed me that you know what you're doing. And well, on top of that, I'm if this whole NASCAR thing doesn't work out, I'm gonna be a freaking lawyer or a cop. 
My cousin's a cop. Would she not call me? I. <laughs> oh, my grandmother ass dialed me. Oh God. Moving on. Uh, anyways. Um. Anyways. While I put my shit back, Mary is going to tell people why she says I know what I'm doing. Alright, so this goes back to an event from last year. For those out of the loop, there was a situation where there was someone who paid Oh, I thought you were channel. talking about the Johnny Benson interview. Well, that I can I can tell that story too. Why don't you start with that and then move on into the other stuff? All right. <laughs> well, anyway, if since he wants to start that way, for those out of the loop about how that actually came about, uh, Alex is connected with some people at uh, the Berlin Raceway since he's been there a billion times. And I don't know how or why, but Alex said that he was going to get the, he was going to get Johnny onto pastimes so we could interview him. I flat out didn't believe him because Johnny's not the social media type. How the freak is what you going to get in contact with him? So after a couple months, Alex says, hey, we're interviewing Johnny on this particular day and you should be a part of it. I said, well, that'd be cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but that'd be cool. I thought Alex was pulling my leg the entire time. So the day of this, we did this in the afternoon. And I was at, because we did it in the afternoon because I had a morning shift at my job. And I was thinking to myself, are we really doing this today? Like, it'd be cool and all, but are we really doing this today? No, no way. Like, does Alex think this is really going to happen? Really? Yeah. That's how big of a pessimist I am by nature. <laughs> so anyway, I get home and Alex says that I should start the entire thing, right? Because I'm and, having technical difficulties. Yeah. I'm going, okay, you want me to start the thing? So I start the thing expecting to immediately see Alex. I immediately see Johnny. And he goes, hello, and I say hi. But in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is happening. <laughs> it took Alex a few more minutes to get on, and I later found out why. But we essentially did the interview, and Technical awesome. difficulties, I swear! My camera wasn't working. That is true, but... Hand on the Bible! Wait, I don't have a Bible in here. I have a Bible, it's just not in here. It's probably in there. Okay, but anyway, I was or, referring or, to something or in else. here. There's a Bible in this room. Like, I, I was talking about what you did for me before you started oh. the recording. No, this was during the interview. Because <laughs> Alex was doing this on his laptop, and I was on my phone. Alex saved a screenshot of me and Johnny in the chat room. <laughs> And he sent it to me afterward as a keepsake for myself. Continue. 
So should we discuss the Berlin trip or the rest of the other part of the story? Uh, do it in chronological order. Because that's how stories go. All right. Well, the Berlin trip... Well, I had found out that Johnny was going to be a part of a race at Berlin Raceway at the end of May in 2021, and Alex said he was going to be there. And I was in Michigan at this time, and I told myself that as long as I was in Michigan, I would go to Berlin Raceway at, at least once. So guess what I decided to do as a surprise? <laughs> so I made the trip. And I did not know if I was going to see Alex there or not. And what happens? The instant I get out of my car when I parked it, there he is. So we had an off and on hangout day at Berlin. And we did meet a lot of interesting people there. We met a couple of people that's a part of the Johnny Benson fan page that we hang out on. We met members of Johnny's family. And we got to meet Johnny himself. I was so happy that day. Got to see him race. He did very well. He should have won the first race, but it was a good duel with uh, Josh Fry, I believe the other driver was. Yes. Okay, continue. And he rebounded to finish fifth after a lap one spin, but that was okay and good because all went well. It was a great night. Now, the other aspect of this story revolves around my YouTube channel. Can I, tell, Alex, can I preface this? Yes. Mary dis now, if you guys know what Pastimes on Location is, my favorite series I've ever done in my life, because you know what? <laughs> I've I've done I did, used to do a versus series with a former friend of mine. I do these let's plays on my channel, me just taking a shitbox video camera and recording bullshit races. Literally bullshit races. Go on my channel. Watch episode 13 of my NASCAR Thunder 2004 Let's Play. Mary's going to get a revenge in the NASCAR Thunder 2002 Let's Play. Courtesy <laughs> of <Ben> Trainer. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, hey, but you know what? Mikey, Mikey comes in and helps me. Continue. Anyways, Mary decides to make a YouTube to make a video for her channel to document everything. Yeah. It premieres on Johnny Benson's 58th birthday. Which Mary, seems take to be it, a semi-annual tradition. Take it from here regarding the premiere. Okay, so what happened in terms of this premiere is... I don't want to talk about the pastimes premiere, because I shut that down right away by blocking Mandudo 3 when he was being creepy. But then this went on for months of him thinking he was my friend. I finally shut him down on Reddit. Now go on about your channel and your premiere. Well, so I was doing, so I was doing the uh, the premiere, and all was well. A uh, bunch of people were just hanging out, watching the video, enjoying it with me. And then one particular person started saying some things that was a bit here and there, and it was something that Alex had noticed. And he posted concerns about it to me. Now, I had told him the situation involving a uh, particular person that was a part of it. And Alex was very wary of this person. And as time went on, it turns out his intuition was right. 
and everything just evolved from there. It then picked up during a couple other videos later that year, and one I wish it did not happen. And things got very ugged and out of control. And it then resulted in, after some convincing, it resulted in one of these individuals being banned and things tried to skyrocket from there, but we got that quickly shut down. And now I'm just more defensive in terms of a lot of things right now, which honestly I needed. It's called a wake up call, Mary. I guess you could say that. Because, well, first off, for those people who want to know, what type of things were being said in the chat? Basically, people saying, Alex, can you be my friend? That kind of thing. And how was Alex responding? Yes, I talked in the third person just there. I'm not Elmo. I'm an English major. I should not have done that. I'm a fucking fool. Go ahead, Mary. Basically, you thought this guy was becoming obsessed with you and started being more stalking because you did not want to be his friend and things just got out of hand from there. Resulting in what? The guy getting blocked. And me having to take some evasive action. And of course, Mary is drinking Pepsi, which is not good for you. Even though they sponsored Jeff Gordon for a number of years, and they were more loyal to him than Coke. Just finish the story so we can move on. And this whole thing started off because, the, because I was a Gordon fan. Or I am a Gordon fan. Just because you're a fan of... You like the same driver as somebody, or you're from the same state as them, does not mean you're automatically entitled to be their friend. Just because you have shit wrong with you does not mean you can does not mean you can get and have whatever you want. I have to sound like I'm talking to a damn two-year-old just to get that through your head, person who's probably listening. <laughs> you know what I'm going to give you? This and this. And Mary's going to give you the same. Okay. She's giving it to you in your... She's subliminally giving it to you. Yeah. What I give to Brad Keselowski when he passes me at Michigan. He's all talk, no game. That's why he's a mega baddie. He can't back up what he says. That's Denny Hamlin. Well, that's... Oh, well, that's both of them. <laughs> Hamlin is... Keselowski's a mega baddie because he can't back up what he says. Hamlin is a mega baddie for more than just that. Yeah, Overrated, cowardly whiner. Doesn't back up what he says. Runs away. Is a little pussy. Kevin Harvick has fucked up morals. Kyle Busch is overly aggressive in a whiner. Matt Kenseth is a hypocritical coward. Oh, yeah. Carl Edwards 
is a sore loser. Oh, he, yeah. And you know what else he does, Mary? He throws shit away and blames what? other people. <laughs> granted, 90%, granted, 40% of it is not his fault. It's mostly Jimmy Johnson and Joey Logano's fault. Mary doesn't like Kyle or uh, Carl Edwards because she believes he attempted murder. Twice. Gateway in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. I don't understand why you say he commit. The reason I say he did not attempt murder, how can you die in one of those cars? Look at all the safety advancements after Dale Earnhardt's death. And I do want to talk a little bit about that after the Jerry Nadeau interview. Okay. I want to talk about safety and when Dale Earnhardt died. Because okay. it should not have taken losing one of NASCAR's best drivers for all of the for all of these safety things to happen. Do you uh -huh. agree, Mary? Agreed. You're right. Now, why is Joey Logano a mega baddie? Look at his 2015 season. That's the reason he was reinstated for me. The only way he could he could win that race in Kansas was if Matt is if he wrecked Matt Kenseth. As much as I don't like Matt Kenseth, Kenseth wrecked himself. Please let me finish. All right. You don't do that ever. You can't just Legato just knocks you out of the way and doesn't care. He didn't even do that. He Kenseth blocked him twice. Oh, he's coming on the outside. I better block him into the wall. Oh, oh he's going to go inside of me. I better block myself. Oh no, I wrecked myself. Time to blame Legato for it, huh? Here's here's why Harvick is a mega baddie. He replaced <laughs> one of NASCAR's greatest drivers. But he can't make a scab on that driver's ass. <laughs> Kevin Harvick replaces Dale Earnhardt. He thinks he's Dale Earnhardt, but he can't. Even to this he, day. But he's not a pimple on Dale Earnhardt's ass. He can't hold. Right. Da he can't hold Dale Earnhardt's jock strap. The reason I say that is because when I race, I wear a jock strap. Thanks, football. I wear a cup anyway. and a jock strap when I race. And so I don't so I don't end up like Mark Martin at Talladega in 1994. <laughs> I think you know what I'm referring to. I do. I, I'm well aware of the Vaveline curse of Talladega. Thank you. Who the hell is this? I'm pretty sure this was spam. I'm looking this up. Did anybody answer? No. Did they hang up after 12 seconds? It's probably one of those spam calls. Oh, I don't yeah. But anyways, let's see. 
Biffle's a mega baddie because he's a whiner and a crybaby. <laughs> he's a bug-eyed dummy who needs a freaking whooping. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to give it to him. If you got both references, congratulations. Watkins Glen, 2004 and 2011. I remember them both very well. <laughs> Anyways, um, who's next? Hamlin, I already explained. Keslowski. Let's talk about him. Now, I'm from Michigan. Uh-huh. Other side of the state. Grand Rapids. Yes. That's basically where I'm from. Mm -hmm. We were pretty we were represented mm -hmm. pretty well in the in the USA P PLT Nationals last week. Look at who the lifter was. Okay. You know who it was, Mary, and you can take a pretty good guess on who it was. And I have an idea of and I have a very good idea of how of how this person placed first. I have a lot of questions. Mary knows. When I have questions, it's best I get them answered. Uh, yeah. Anyways. I used to compete in powerlifting. Uh, decided that, 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 that that's not what I want to do. Uh, especially, especially after 2021. Mary knows what happened. Mm-hmm. You can explain. Just keep names out of it. Nah, I think you should. You're better at I, this story than I am. I got stalked by... Would you say I got stalked by someone? You could say that, yeah. To the extent that this person began... Doing some very sick and twisted things. Is that fair to say? You could say that, yeah. But anyways, Keselowski is all talk, no game. And 2018 Daytona, I believe, was the race where he, that exemplifies that. Now, I believe it's time to move on to the hot seat with a very special guest, the Fury from Danbury, Jerry Nadu. Go. All right, it's time for another interview here on the Pastimes and Other Musings podcast as a part of our Hot Seat series. This week, we have a very special guest. As you can see, the camera goes to him right now. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I'm going to read off a little bit of his stats. He has one career cup series victory at Atlanta in 2002 after battling Dale Earnhardt. Uh, you may remember him as a driver of the one of the original drivers in the number 25 car for Hendrick. He also drove for MB2 Motorsports. And he also was one of the, what I call the superior substitutes. Please welcome the Fury from Danbury, Mr. Jerry Nadu. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm quite well. So Jerry and I were talking before the interview uh, just about random things. But Jerry, could you please tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, before we get into the interview? Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I was basically a racer, and my dad 
ran at a local racetrack um, and got me involved in karting and bought me my first go-kart at four and a half years old. And I was at, I mean, we lived, we lived in this really old house and we had a big parking lot next to our house. Um, the guy that owned the parking lot and the building that was there owned our house and we were renting his house from him. So we used to play around in the parking lots and then we had a dirt track across the street at a buddy's house, uh, the Sayers. Um, Yeah, just played with go-karts all the way till I was 16. Um, you know, I think we, I won like 10 karting championships, uh, one in ICAF, one in WK. I think I won three gold cup uh, WK uh, national rate championships and just I think that's kind of where I got my whole start in racing was doing the karting and watching my dad race and and then somebody got me involved in Formula Forge at the Skip Barber School and drove for different teams with uh, Firehawk, IMSA um, and and just kind of like I wanted to make it my life, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I really couldn't see myself being a roof for the rest of my life with my dad. So I just kind of took a stab at it and drove down to Charlotte and met some good people and, and, um, you know, had a chance. I was working for a team and, um, uh, it was with, uh, Richard Jackson, uh, motorsports and Morgan Shepard was driving at the time. And, you know, he had nine cup cars in his shop and I asked him, you know, what will it take to get me in one of your cup cars and let's go do a race, you know, maybe a, uh, a sportsman race, an ARCA race. And he said, sure. So he said, if you can come up with $15,000, um, I'll put you in the race next month at Charlotte. So that was it. I mean, I, I gave him 15,000. I, I didn't, I had to call everybody but my mom and dad and raise the money. Uh, I got 5,000 from busman one of my road racing sponsors uh, got 500 bucks from this guy, 500 bucks from this guy, a thousand from him. So um, that was how I did it. I mean, I just got people to give me some money to help me uh, pursue my, my career. And, and I got my shot at uh, 1997 in a ARCA race at Charlotte. And we finished uh, fourth on Wednesday and Richard was really pleased. And he says, well, I tell you what, I'm going to put you in for Saturday's race too. So we, we should have won Saturday, but we didn't win it. Um, we ended up finishing second. Uh, it was probably an, an amazing race from, for the fans to watch, but it was, uh, it was a cool start, you know, being in, in uh, a stock car at, at Charlotte, knowing that all the cup guys are there, all the cup teams. And that was it. Um, the next week, uh, Morgan Shepard went to Jasper and Richard didn't have a driver for Michigan. So he's like, hey, you did a good job tonight. You want to race at Michigan next week? And I, I mean, what do you tell a guy? Do you say no? I'm not ready. Yeah, so, it's like, yeah, that it's was like it. Harrison I went, Burton I went this year. Michigan. Yeah, go What's ahead. That? No, I was, I was with, I went to Michigan and that was it. I mean, I, I, I did my the first practice session. I was second fastest behind behind Jeff uh, Gordon, at, and that's kind of how my career took off in NASCAR. And then I stayed there. 
It's like what I was talking with Dave Moody about uh, in, the, in the season opener, I believe. Uh, when the Wood Brothers mm. come knocking on Harrison Burton's door, is he really going to say no? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So you raced up in Connecticut, uh, one of those New England guys, is, uh, along with Ricky Craven was another one of them. Randy LaJoy was another. Do, uh, what did what uh, what made you different from them in your in your opinion from your upbringing? Because I don't think they raced in go karts. Um, maybe 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 not. I don't know. But they, I think uh, some of those guys were. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have the funds to to do it myself. And I, I think my dad wanted me to be a roofer. And race on the weekends, and want to be, and maybe a, a be a, a local star like at Stafford or Thompson or Waterford School. And I think we did some we did some SK races there a few times at Stafford and Thompson. Um, but I I wanted to get known quickly. Um, I, it's like I was young. I had I was brash. I was ready to go and. I was doing really well in road racing. I went, you know, I went to Europe and ran Formula uh, Opal, ran Formula Fords. I remember uh, in '92, um, uh, Brands Hatch. Well, there was a lot of tracks. I ran at Brands Hatch, Silverstone, Donington, Snetterton, Spa. I mean, every pretty much all, a lot of the major Formula One racetracks. Um, I almost, I, I, I almost won an Austria ring. Uh, in 96, um, I qualified second and I was leading uh, with a little few laps to go, but they canceled the race because a corner marshal got killed. I guess a guy crashed and uh, corner marshal. So they went by qualifying and I ended up finishing second uh, behind Bass Linders, who won the championship. But um, yeah, I I, had, I did some testing with F three thousand. I almost I was kind of heading that way, and then it's, it's like I got cold feet. I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to America and I'm going to go try to make it in NASCAR. So, yeah, I thought you were going to do some yeah, uh, I, I, stuff too. But uh, if I look at my phone, it's because I'm looking at the questions because I always write them down. No, uh, no, them no, you're here. fine. But uh, so you you and I talked a little bit about you going to race in IndyCar for Bobby Rahal. And you also said on the Dale Jr. download that you went to the Indy 500 in 1995. Was the Bobby was the Bobby Rahal thing uh, part of uh, you going to the to the 95 Indy 500, or did you just go as a fan and then just say uh, IndyCar is not for me? I'm going to go NASCAR racing. No, 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 no. That's not how it went. That that there was a, a moment where Bobby was going to test me in one of his Indy cars. Okay. And, and I think there was a moment where, you know, if you can come up with a million dollars sponsorship, we'll, we'll go ahead and stick you in the car and do a test. And, and, um, you know, I think there was another team for Paul Tracy. I can't green, uh, something green. Andretti green, green racing or something. Andretti green racing. No, it wasn't Andretti. It was some, no, no, it was someone else. It was green, something green motorsports. I think Bobby or uh, Paul Tracy drove for them. Um, a lot of Canadians drove for that team. But anyway, I did a test with them in, in uh, Indy Lights. And, and again, it went well. It went really well. And I just, 
I think a lot of it was funds. You know, I didn't have that blue collar or that suit and tie or, and, you know, they kind of looked at me like, uh, it's not going to work, you know, because there, he has no funds or I, I couldn't do it on funds. I mean, I, I was, I wasn't raised poor. I mean, I have a, my parents worked hard. I mean, my, my dad was a roofer. My mom cleaned houses for a living. Um, you know, we didn't own our own house until like 88. You know, my dad finally quit racing and, you know, bought a, bought an old house and we fixed it up and we roofed it and we, you know, we did a lot of work. And, um, but I, I, you know, again, my dad wanted me, he saw me as running his business you know, because I enjoyed roofing. I liked it, but it's hard work. And I just felt like, you know what, I can I can make it easier, you know, make it and let me go try to make it in racing. And that's what I did. I, you know, I drove Firehawk. I drove open wheel cars, um, anything I can get into. I mean, I remember doing Formula Fords with Skip Barber. I mean, I think we, we won like 14 out of 18 races. Um, so I felt like I was good enough to make it but i just didn't have the the maybe the people behind me or or the sponsorship but you know that's all done i mean i'm not i'm not worried about it i had a blast getting to where i i, I got to and um you know i i, I wouldn't change anything i would i wouldn't have changed anything the way i made it i just think for people that really want something they have to work at it and and i think that's what i did I wore, I slept in my cars. I, I, I st stayed in the parking lots. I remember my, I, in 95, I was in a Winnebago pop-up with a propane tank. You know, I, I, um, I didn't do a lot of, of short track stuff like Johnny Benson or, or, or Steve Park. I mean, those guys were modified guys and, and late model guys. And I, I didn't do a lot of that. I probably did maybe a handful of SK modified races. Um, you know, I remember, uh, doing, I finished third at Thompson behind the Christopher brothers, you know, Where is Thompson? Mike Christopher, uh, Thompson, Connecticut. Okay. It's right at, up top near Massachusetts. All right. Um, yeah, it's the very top. It's like two hours away from our home. Um, but Where's that Danbury? was really the last time I ever, yeah, no, no, not Danbury. Yeah. Not, that's where I used to live was Danbury. Yeah, wh but, where is it? What is what? Where Where is Danbury? Danbury is kind of towards New York. It's at the very bottom. It's kind of a okay. weird shaped little state, and we're kind of near the bottom. And and Mass and Stafford and Thompson were fairly okay. north. They're about two hours north. So, yeah. So I did a lot of that, and I had my you know I got a chance with uh, Bobby with um, Richard Jackson, and if it wasn't for Richard. I don't think you. I would have made it to NASCAR. I think I would have been somewhere else, uh, Formula Racing or whatever. But I enjoyed the stock cars. I had fun. Um, unfortunately, what happened with my accident. Uh, but um, I'm okay, and I'm, I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying my family. And now I'm doing some some racing schools. And uh, I'm not only doing ride drive business, but I'm doing racing schools. For a good friend of mine, Keith Watts, uh, he has a track up in uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee, Polecat uh, Training Academy, and 
that's going great. You know, that's, that's busy that we did one two weeks in a row and I got one next week with him. And so that's keep me busy. My kids are keeping me busy. Uh, my wife keeps me busy all the time. So that's, that's about all. Yeah. Let's uh, fast forward to 1998, your rookie year. You're competing for rookie of the year against Kevin LePage, Steve Park, and Kenny Irwin. You're driving for Bill Elliott and Dan Marino. First off, what was that like driving for Bill and Dan? But also, how did the deal come about? Um, I think Bill contacted uh, the guy that was helping me out, Tom Cotter. Um, he was another guy. He he was a blessing. Tom Cotter had an agency, Cotter Communications. Todd Moore was with them, and um. I, yeah, I lost track of track of my mind. What what was the question again? Sorry. Uh, how did the deal? What was it like? Oh, for no, Bill no, and Dan? Okay, 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 I got, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah, Bill contacted Tom Cotter and and asked if he can come meet me, and and he met me, and and he he picked me up in Charlotte. We flew over to Atlanta Motor Speedway, and he stuck me in his McDonald's car to test me, and. Uh, I put his car on fire in turn three. I backed her. I, I backed her in, and then we signed the contract. So, so, so you set Bill Elliott's car on fire. Hey, hey, Jerry, drive my car. All right, then you signed the deal. Uh, now, were yeah. you a teammate to Bill Elliott, or was Elliott Marina, or was Elliott was Bill and Dan's team separate a separate entity? Yeah, totally different. It was in Dawsonville, okay. Georgia. You know, and I think looking back, it probably wasn't the best way of doing it, but um, it's what it's what they did. And Bill's team was in Mooresville, I think, the McDonald's car. And, I, and our team was a, you know, kind of a small startup team in Dawsonville. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it it was a great start for me. Um, and we had some couple of good runs. Uh, I remember – you know, we qualified outside pole at Sonoma, and we had some, you know, we had a lot of tough time, a lot of, a lot of breaks, and then finally I got let go after 12 or 13 races in and um, went to Melling, and um, that's the when- The Cartoon Network car? Uh, things started going. What's that? Yeah. The Cartoon Network car? Yeah, that's when, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's when, like, when things started getting- Excuse me. What? Go ahead. No, no, yeah, that's when things were starting to get a little bit better. Um, you know, we went, I did Melling, or I did Melling the rest of 98, I think, and then 99, I, I did all of Melling. And are you leaving? All right, bye, honey. Give me a hug. Sorry. Bye. Love I love it. you. Be careful. Okay. Call us. Call me tonight. Don't be, hey, don't be a stranger. Okay. My daughter, my daughter is just stepping out. Sorry. But um, yeah, Jerry's. Yeah, I know was, if you're no, if you if you know any of Jerry's story, that Jerry's daughter Natalie. You said she's leaving for school, right? Yeah, she's going to check on a job. I think she a new job she's looking at. Okay, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, and then you went with Melling, but you also subbed for Ernie Irving, correct? Yeah, yeah. That did in '99 or '90. I can't remember what year it was. I subbed for him a couple of times. Ernie's a good guy. I love Ernie. Um, he's got a 
uh, head injury like me. Um, but I think we all have head in, head injuries as drivers. Uh, we're, we're a different amphibian. We're like a different animal. And I think, and I still love racing. I love racing. Uh, you know, can't get enough of it. I, I don't ever plan to compete ever again. Um, maybe in powder puff, like a powder puff, uh, dirt late model race or something, but yeah, I mean, I, the, I think the schools are fun, you know, working with guys. I love helping people. I love helping people and share what my, my thoughts and feelings of what I went through making it to NASCAR on, on, a, on, a, on a dollar. Um, and just, and just being nice, you know, being, you know, talking to people, meeting as many people as you can and, um, you know, just be, don't, um, try not to be caught, you know, don't be cocky. Um, just be, uh, bold and, 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 and humble, which if you can do those things, I think that's going to help a lot. And then, uh, I agree. 2000 in 2000, you move over to Hendrick. Uh, that's going to be like Daryl Waltrip's last year, last year on CBS, last year on Nashville Network, last year on ESPN. Uh, how did the deal to leave Melling and go to Hendrick work? Or how did that, uh, how did that? It was, I, I loved the guys at Melling. They, they were amazing people, great people. Um, Harry Melling and Mark Melling, his son that ran it. Um, they were just fun. If I had a, pocket full of money those are the kind that's the kind of team that i would run for even though we weren't the best and even though they didn't have the best stuff they just seemed like it was like you felt at home and you know but obviously um i did uh my deal with hendrix and and you know it was big it was big deal it's hard to to grasp as a young a young driver from connecticut trying to make it um, and racing, and, and now you're with, you know, probably the best team in NASCAR. It's a lot to, it's a lot to live, live for. Um, I'm, I feel like as a driver now, I feel like I'm better off being with a rinky-dink uh, team and qualifying on the pole with that team, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or running really good with that team. I think that's where I feel like I, I can, but it's, you know, I, th I feel like I can carry a car good, but it just seemed like, um, you know, we ran decent. We had good runs at Hendrick. And and obviously the last race of that first year with them, I, I won at Atlanta. And, yeah, so we had some good runs. I mean, we should have won probably three, four, five races. But just, you know, circumstances, uh, we weren't able to do it, but. I wouldn't have changed anything how, how I approached it. Yeah, one of the questions my co-host Mary, whose YouTube name is Ultimate23Dragon, a friend of Brock Beard, who we're going to talk about. Sorry, Brock, if you're watching. Uh, the question that she has is, what do you remember about your first cup win at Atlanta? And only cup win. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Not a lot. I think, I don't, I think we started, I don't know if that's the race we started dead last and we, we Daryl started we dead last. Right? Huh? Daryl started dead last. It got rained out on oh, Sunday okay. and Daryl started dead last. And his yeah, last I know, race. I thought, yeah. I, I thought, I thought I, I thought I started way back because of a blown motor or something, but we, 
um, we got to the, yeah, we got, we just passed a lot of cars that day, I think. And, um, we're, I was really dominant at, at Atlanta and, and Charlotte. Um, we had really good runs and I think Atlanta, I don't know. I just, Tony Fur, my crew chief was amazing. I love the guy. Uh, we butted heads a lot, but boy, he was, he would be the guy that I would say, you know what, dude, if I, if I've got, if I had a team, I would hire him in a heartbeat to get the car ready because he did an amazing job. You know, I can't, we can't help a tire blow or, or an engine blow, but um, he was amazing as far as getting the cars uh, set up. Yeah, and uh, that that was one of the – no, that wasn't one of the challenges on NASCAR Thunder 2003. Uh, 2001, you guys did good yet again. Some struggles mm -hmm. there. Jeff obviously won the championship. You and Terry Labonte struggled. Jimmy Johnson's coming in uh, over from Herzog. Uh, what was it like when Jimmy came in? I that we we were kind of our own team. We were on the bottom of the hill. Terry was on top of the hill, and then Jimmy and Jeff were in, in a separate building. Um, we all, I think we all worked. You know, all the crew chiefs worked well. They they had meetings. You know, probably once or twice a week, and but we still kind of did our own thing. Um, you know. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it's just experience. A lot of it's team. It's it's a little bit, you know, we had a good team. I think our team was great. You know, we had a lot of fun guys, um, you know, in, in some circumstances, you know, we would pick for motors. And, and sometimes I'd pick the worst or I'd pick the best. And I'd be the slowest with the best. And then with the worst motor, I'm the fastest. So it's just a lot of... Uh, different situations, and I think there was, um, you know, Jeff was bred for that. You know, he, I think he had uh, so much talent and so much time in those cars, and, um, you know, where I kind of struggled just to even get my foot in the door and finally get a shot to do it. It just, you know, I think a lot of it's um, mind and mentality is just, you know, are you ready for it? And I think uh, I was ready for it, but I probably didn't surround myself with the right people uh, grooming me or telling me what to do. And I think I was too quiet. You know, I was shy and I didn't, I didn't talk a lot. I should have been bugging Jeff every night or every day how to get better. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I did. I think I was being respectful and I, 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 I was more humble and kept to myself. You know, I, I knew what I could do with a car if I had, if everything was perfect, but that can never happen. You can never have a perfect situation. Um, you know, we had great, we had great stuff. We had great starts and great runs at places and, you know, evil things would happen. Uh, and, you know, that are you're doing, but nothing against nothing. It was a blast. I just loved everything. I loved all the people. I was probably the only driver that was go that would go to Hendrix every day. I mean, I was one of those guys that would get up in the morning, go down to the shop, and I'd take the guys out to lunch. And so that's kind of how I built. I still go there at times. I go see the guys in the motor shop. I mean, I'm just, um, I don't know, just a happy guy, I guess. Yeah, and then 2002, the year's not going the greatest. You got released from Hendrick. 
You did some races uh-huh. for Petty, so, uh, taking over for Buckshot Jones. How did that deal come about? I believe Chris Hussey was the crew chief. Yeah, it wasn't Chris Hussey. It was somebody else. I can't remember the guy's name. Good guy. Really, we got along really well. We did some testing, um, and we went to, uh, I think we went to Loudon. And um, it was, yeah, we went to Loudon with the uh, 44 car, and, and we qualified not great. I think we qualified like 18th. and But being, being a road racer I, I felt comfortable i was secure i felt good and uh you know we um yeah we we had that race one and unfortunately uh you know the plug the rem plug came out of the rear and, and coming off turn 11 turn 11 for the white flag this the, is it sonoma. Seized up, it seized up yeah sonoma spun the gears um and then we tested at, we went to Martinsville, uh, we were fast, and that night I went, um, we went to, I went to go, a go-kart race and I crashed. I, I flipped or, yeah, I messed something up in my shoulder. I think I broke my scapula and I called, I called Kyle Petty that day and that was, that was probably one of the worst moments I had in racing. I, I remember Kyle gave me some shit on the phone or when he was there and, and you know like what the freak were you doing you know what oh, the you're, are you're, you doing you can swear on here i don't care i do it all the time yeah no i i'm not a, i i'm not i'm not a big swearer but i you know it's just it was it was tough that was my that was the end of my career you know i, I mean at that time it was the end of my 2002 yeah you um, also subbed for johnny benson uh, as well during that year yeah. he broke his ribs yeah, so you mm-hmm. never burned your bridges with MB2 because you subbed for Ernie. No, because I, I tell you, the, guy, the, guys, the guys I got along with were Ryan Pemerson, who runs uh, Junior Motorsports now. Uh, I was great friends, great buddies with Jay Fry, even though I haven't talked to him uh, since 2003. Or, but they were great people. Um, so, yeah. And then they gave me my start in 2003 for with the Army. Yeah, and uh, another one of Mary's questions. So um, we're, we're getting into 2003. Uh, Ken Schrader's off to Morgenthau. Uh, M&M's is going to Elliott Sadler. They're renumbering the 28 car to the 38 over at Yates. Uh, uh, MB2's looking for a new sponsor. They get the Army. They get the number 01. As we talked about, you loved the army because of your dad. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he in the army? Yeah, look at my dad. I'm gonna have you look at my dad right here. Yeah, if you guys are watching via YouTube, Jerry is showing a picture of his dad. Can you tell us a little bit about That's, the picture, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, this is my dad. I think it was back in 1975 uh, at. Uh, it might have been Thompson. Thompson, Connecticut, and he, he he built this. It's a home homemade built rate modified, and you can see. Look at that. You tell. Look at those guys. Those guys were the the man. Those guys are the men back then. They didn't have anything. No, there's no seat rails. There's no cushions. There's no. no there, his fire suit's not even on. It, it's like, 
yeah, it's crazy the stuff that people did that that paved the way for me and all the young guys that are coming up. I mean, racing was was incredible back then. I think this was at Plainville. That's my dad. So my dad was my hero. Unfortunately, we, I lost my dad in 07 from cancer. Oh, I'm but, sorry to um, hear that. Yeah. yeah. So things are, so. are not starting the greatest in 2003, but then, boom, Texas comes. You finish fourth. And then things in the Army car are looking pretty good. And my, Mary has a, another question. Uh, before the incident at Richmond that we're going to talk about, did you believe that your career was on the rise again after joining MB2 or was it just, or was it something else? I no, I, I felt so good. I felt so great. I know we ran, we went to California. We finished, I think we finished 11th and that was like our first ever top 15 run, you know, being a new team and, and, and me getting adjusted with uh, Ryan and everybody. Um, we went to that week, we went to Charlotte and they had an open test for all the cup teams. And we were fastest by like two tenths at Charlotte. And I could not wait to go run Charlotte again. And then we go to, we go to Richmond and we're fastest or second fastest in practice. And, we qualified 10th, um, running great, felt super, uh, came in to change the shock. I'm going by what the guy said. I don't remember. I, I don't remember anything of the day of the accident. Um, but I, they told me that I, I, I didn't want to race anymore. I don't want to practice anymore. And they, we came in and did a shock change and, and went back out and, um, yeah, I woofed it. Uh, I don't know what happened. Um, you know, I. it looks like I had a weird line. Like, I was running really high in turns one and two, a lot higher than anybody else. And, you know, I don't know from coming in, making the change and going back out, whether it built up marbles on the outside. I. It looked like a, a skating rink. I mean, I it, it went so fast. Um, I'm talking about the video because I don't remember the accident. I don't remember that whole day's wiped out. What were your injuries from the accident? I uh, had a, uh, a fractured scapula, a cracked uh, sternum, uh, four broken ribs, a uh, punctured lung. And really the, the biggest thing was the brain, the brain bruise, the you know, the inflammation, the brain, the, it was blown, you know, like my head was blowing up. I had valves. I had, I had to put a valve in my head to release the pressure. Yeah. And it's crazy. So, to think you had um, all those injuries. Yeah. It did, you, you look at it. Don't it, you think, God, you wouldn't think that would happen at 120 miles an hour. Yeah. Cause you're only but, doing, you're uh, doing max 120 at Richmond. Yeah. That's what I mean. It, it happened right when I was going in turn one. I would say I probably hit maybe 100 miles an hour, but it was the deceleration is what made it bad because my the car hit the wall and it just, like, stopped. And I think it was, the, uh, from what I heard see from Steve Peterson, who was the head of uh, NASCAR, 
in the the chassis and crash damages and stuff. He said I had the biggest impact ever recorded in NASCAR history. It was like 100, 128 Gs twice in a millisecond. So he was telling me that he says your body weighed 16,500 pounds twice in a millisecond. Oh, man. So, yeah, I guess I guess I have a, a thick skull, but um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever you told Mike Davis say. that you chopped off the padding at in your car, it was like that. Yeah, big. I did that big. Yeah, so what? yeah, I did. You'd like to bend a, your head when you race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to in the go karts. I like bend my whole body like Kale Yarbrough used to do. And yeah, that was probably that was probably something that I probably shouldn't have done. I probably should have been smarter enough, but drivers aren't smart, I guess. I mean, I it was a brand new car. When I went there and I, and I, when I remember going into the turns, I, I didn't like because my padding was too thick and I ended up cutting the padding and I wanted to go into the turn and cock my head. And, and um, yeah, so I don't know if that would have done it. The Huns, I had the Huns, but the Huns doesn't do nothing on side impacts. But I think probably the only thing that maybe could have helped me is safer burial walls and maybe a containment seat. That's probably the only thing that could have saved. The head injury. Yeah, I remember Bill Weber saying before the 2003 Chevy Rock and Roll 400, which was the first race there after your accident, they said that would be the first time that they would run Safer Berries on the outside wall there, and you came to the race. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe Mike Skinner uh, – there's a story about that. Mike Skinner was driving the 01 car. He wrecks in practice, qualifies on the pole, wrecks in practice again, and they have to bring another car up, up to Richmond. So – that, that's a story there, and I'm going to have to ask Mike about that if we ever get him on. But um, So when you were in the hospital, what types of rehab would, would you go through, and what was being in the hospital like? Um, I had a blur. <laughs> I don't know. It just, I, didn't, I didn't really think about it much. But, you know, I remember my dad wheeling me out in the wheelchair outside and, you know, to get some fresh air. And uh, there was guys doing, they were doing some uh, concrete work with a jackhammer. And my dad's wheeling me outside. And I remember the, the, the alarm goes off and the doctors and nurses come flying out of the room. And they're grabbing me. They're bringing me back inside. I remember that time. Um, I, but other than that, I mean, it was a struggle. I, I, I just, I, as a person laying in bed and, and watching everything going on. And I was realizing like, wow, how, why are these people working so hard? What's going on here? You know, I, I remember when the nurse wheeled me into the shower to get cleaned up and I'm, you know, I wasn't talking, I wasn't doing nothing. I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't really grasp a whole lot more what was going on. And even when I started walking, you know, and then I couldn't figure out why I couldn't feel my left side of my body. So there's there's a lot of things that were was of course happening and and Dr. Petty was telling me you know that it's going to take time it's going to take Jerry time Petty? and do what Jerry yeah, Petty Dr. Jerry Petty yeah yeah he was uh you know he's a, he's a, yeah wonderful guy um the the only thing that probably hurt the most is when when he mentioned to me um you know if 
you probably should take your uh, disability uh, money and do something else and, and not do racing. And that probably killed me, you know, when that happened, you know, and I understand this point. I mean, I, you know, at the time I was married with a kid and I wasn't sure what to do. And, and, uh, I just, you know, I, I gave up. I mean, I, I, I tried to come back and I, I, I didn't really come back competitively, but I came back and to do a test and, you know, the test didn't really go as good as, as I wanted to go. And I just, you know, then I just gave up, you know, and I, I remember in 2007, I was making a comeback, but it wasn't to go NASCAR racing. It was just to go do some road racing. And um, it was going so good at Sebring and with BMW car. And I get, I get a phone call that, that my dad's got cancer and they don't see him living no more than three months. And I just packed my shit and I just drove up to Raleigh and I hung out there until my dad passed. So that was a, that was a tough moment of my career. And then I just gave, I, I pretty much just gave up on the racing side. I still love racing. I, I, I always said, if somebody, if somebody can come pick me up and let's go to a place and let's play with cars or let's go play with the, let's test this car or come try this track out. Uh, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, but I just never, I just kind of stayed to myself. You know, I got, you know, depressed down, um, you know, then I finally, uh, started doing, I just had to get, get going because it wasn't going good. And I met my wife, uh, Mariana from Ukraine. Um, and it got, you know, things were getting really good again, you know, but again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 53. I have no, I have no reason to be out there no more. Um, you know, all these kids are, that are coming up are so fast and, um, Although I've heard it from a lot of people that I would absolutely love the way the cars are today, you know, because they are kind of free and loose and the Atlanta race was cool. I can understand why nobody was getting away from each other, but you know, that kind of sucks because I did love the old Atlanta race, you know, when the, the race would move from the bottom to the top. Um, so yeah. Yeah. This I, I kind of lost where I was going. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That I do that all the time because I have ADHD. Yeah, and but uh, this is a question that not only myself, but my co-host Mary and another YouTuber, Alan Nato the Third, also has spelled the same way as your last name, by the way, and he's from New Hampshire. The three of us would like uh -huh. to know: Has NASCAR been in contact with you regarding head injuries and safety improvements since what happened in 2003 at Richmond? And have they gone to you and asked how you think? they could make the race cars safer uh, no there's a lot of better better people for that stuff than me um no i never got i would have loved to have done something with nascar for sure i mean i never um i remember contacting them and trying to see if i can maybe drive a pace car or maybe give me a flag and i'll 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 be a flagger in turn two or something um but uh, yeah, I never, nothing ever came out of that. Um, and, you know, I can understand. I mean, once you're out of the, once you're out of the sport, you're out. Um, you know, I've heard that many times with people. They're great. Everyone there at NASCAR is great. 
is good, but you know, when you're not there doing what you're supposed to be doing, there's no use for you. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's how I look at it. Maybe, you know, there's the only, the only thing I can be useful for is maybe is to go there and talk to fans about, um, you know, being, you know, trying to stay protective, do your cars right, make sure your seatbelts are right, make sure your headrest is good. Um, but now everyone's got containment seats. Every, all the tracks have safer barriers. There's nothing, you know, a big crash today is probably like 35 Gs. Back in our days, you, you didn't see that. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I know Dale had his crash was at 55 Gs. You know, mine was 120 some odd G. Which and, one of Dale's crashes? Um, you know, it's how you hit. It's huh? Which one of Dale's crashes? Uh, Michigan. What's that? Are you talking about the Michigan crash? Yeah, the or Michigan talking... one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was at that. Yeah, race. that's yeah, yeah. His, it was like 55. It was a big crash at, when he hit hurt his head. Um, that was a violent. That wreck looked way worse than my wreck. <laughs> his crash that was big. Uh, my mine doesn't look bad at all, but I don't know. You know, I guess it's the sudden stop. You know, the sudden. You know, and even Dale Dale Earnhardt's wreck when he died at, at Daytona does, doesn't look that bad. Um, but I think it's the 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 quick deceleration of the of the the impact. Um, you know, and obviously is you know with the belts and stuff that that didn't help much, but. Yeah, yeah, what what uh, aftershocks of the accident do you still deal with? Like, do you still deal with, you know, headaches? Do you still get cold at night? Do you still... No, isn't that weird? I don't I don't get any headaches. It's sad. Well, sometimes I do, but not a lot. I, I think headache, my headaches are more stressful or yeah, stressing so much. Um, but um, no, I don't. Mainly just my left side. My left side kind of tingles. It freezes up. It's not as, uh, you know, it's it's cold. You know, it's like my yeah. whole right side of my body is warm. My whole left side of my body is really cold. Yeah, it's, it's probably because of the know, blood flow because it goes really fast through here, but it's really slow through here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what you said on the Dale Jr. download, so I just figured I'd reference that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you're right. Yeah, so that's exactly how the doctor portrayed it. You know, the, the blood flow runs normal on the right side but the left sides with the with the nerve damages and the brain it just runs really really slow and it hasn't been able to after the last 20 years it hasn't really rewired itself to you know i think a lot of that's probably because of me because i didn't i didn't work at it you know i didn't i didn't uh exercise like they told me that i should they you know i just it, you know, it's just different. It was different when you're, if when somebody's in your, sh if they would feel what I felt at the time, it, it, was, it was ugly. It's almost like I wish I can take my body, my, I can unzip my body and have someone jump in and tell me how you feel. You know? Yeah. Here's, and this is Mary's last question. But I'm question. still the same person. Yeah. Yep. This is Mary's last question. I think this is a really good one. What has been the biggest turnaround for you, both physically and mentally, in your life since the crash in 2003? Because she's noticed your mood and emotions have dr dramatically improved since then, uh, especially an article in 2016 that came out. And she's very happy that 
everything's going a lot better. But what is the what's been the biggest turnaround for you physically and mentally? Uh, my wife and my kids. I love my my kids are great. My wife is superb. Um, you know, she's uh, I found her uh, skyping, playing games online, and and uh, she was in Nikolai, Ukraine, and uh, I went to Ukraine and stole her and brought her back here and married her. So yeah. we have a child. And I also have my, my first child, Natalie. Uh, I had Natalie when I had Natalie three months before my accident. So she didn't really, nobody, it's sad. Because that's probably the only thing that hurts the most is my kid. Nobody got to see my, my wife or my kids got to see me race. You know, they didn't get to see dad. Um, but yeah, I don't even know where, where we're going with this. Well, well, that was just uh, what the biggest turnaround has been for you since since the accident. But, oh my, yeah, yeah I just said yeah. it. My yeah, wife, wife, I think staying busy. I, you know, I got down. I got down a lot. I, after my dad's, my dad's death, that killed me. I mean, I was, heck, I was. I have a movie room in my basement. And I, I used to order pizza and stay down there and watch movies for weeks and months at a time, and not talk to nobody and just be kind of be miserable jerry you know yeah. and and i wasn't feeling i didn't want i didn't i didn't you know i i got texts and i got messages and i but i didn't i didn't i hurt a lot of people i hurt a lot of people but because i never returned their calls i never contacted them back i i think i you gotta you, you gotta feel for all the people that 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 hit, hit their head hard and went through a traumatic situation in their life you know when you're super when you're i wouldn't say i wasn't a superstar but you know when you're at the the time of your life making lots of money and racing and doing what you love to do and then all of a sudden get taken away it messes you up and you oh, know yeah. i did the good thing let, let me tell you the good thing and i hope a lot of people hear this is i never turned to drugs never turned to anything never medication never no drinking nothing I just did it through my mind. And I think now being where I'm at, I'm happy, I'm comfortable. You know, my, my kids are great. My, um, I mean, they're a pain in the ass, but they're, they're, they're yeah. good people. They're, they're wonderful to have around. Um, and now I'm just, you know, obviously I've got, I, I feel, I still act like a kid. I still like to, uh, play, um, yeah, I, I still racing. like to play with. Yeah, I love sim racing. I've got two. I've got two simulators downstairs in my basement that I can go play on, but I don't. I don't because I'm busy with other things. My, you know, my wife, kids, or go do this, or go cut the yard, or go clean the pool, or do something. And um, so yeah, uh, but I, I'm do I'm I'm having a blast. At this new school that I just started with, uh, with Polecat Training Training Center. Look it up online. It's called Polecat Training Center, and they, we have 15 Formula Fords, the old Skip Barber Formula Ford cars, and we we train guys. We train racers, young racers, uh, people that are retired, people that are old that that don't know anything about it. It's, it's fun for them too. Um, 
and we have a two we have a two point one to two point three mile road course. It's beautiful. It's set in the woods. You can't see it from the road. It's an amazing place. And I wish people uh, can can go there and experience it because I'm having a blast teaching there. Yeah, and uh, I, I, if I, I'll look it up and I'll link it in the description uh, of the YouTube video. Yep. Um, so yep. we also talked a little bit earlier today about uh, the, the fan reception. I think for a lot of people like you and Shauna Robinson also talked about this as well. Uh, you got the two of you still get lots of fan mail. Uh, I want to ask you because I I send a lot of trading cards to get signed through the mail. Uh, how does it make you feel when you get you know trading cards to sign or a letter or whatever? How does it make you feel? Um, it's it's cool. It's it, I mean it, it, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to look at it. But yeah, I mean I mean it's been what 20 years 21 years or yeah 20 years and yeah and and i yeah i mean i get at least three to four articles every week um whether it's a hat whether it's a shirt whether it's a a postcard from back in the day um so that is really cool i mean um I, you know, I, I would, lo- I'd, lo- I would love to, to, um, you know, I would love to thank everyone, everyone that, that has sent something in. I mean, it, it means a lot. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I don't think I was, uh, you know, a star. I don't think I was a, a that great. At where I was in Cup, I mean, I think I was a better road racer, a better Formula car racer, because um, I felt, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool how America, how the Americans are, as far as with faint with drivers. I mean, I like I said, I have a post office box, and I always get something in there every week. So it's yeah. cool to go there and grab it and. And but I'm but I'm got but I will say I've got to be the only driver that signs it and sends it back right away because um, let me tell you something I can't see those guys doing that maybe they do maybe they don't I don't know yeah but I know I've I, I've heard that it takes months to get something signed from from whether it's Junior or or, <laughs> or Jeff Gordon yeah well Jeff doesn't sign through the mail but. Uh... Uh, one last question before we do a flip the script portion where you get to ask me a question if you have any. Brock Beard, big fan of yours, uh, guest, a former guest on here, a, a prior guest here. How did you get in contact with Brock? And um, how did, how did, I, uh, I, I your, did. Go ahead. I got to grab some. Yeah, no, I, I, Brock, uh, the, here's the deal. Um, somebody sent me the YouTube video that you made, I think it was called the fury from Danbury. Um, and I watched it and I thought, wow, that is the coolest video I've ever seen. Um, it was long, but I started thinking when, when he did it, God, I can, there's so many things that I, that I can add to this video. 
you know, it is a really, really cool video, but there's so many, there's probably another two hours worth of video that we can implant it in that, in that video that he made. So I got a hold of him and I thought, you know, you know, he's got his own YouTube channel and he's, you know, doing stuff with the racing that goes on today, um, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, I've always thought, God, it'd be so cool to, to make. And when I think we tried to do it and we, um, I don't know, it just did something didn't work out or maybe I was, I started picking up on the ride and drives and I just lost track of it. But it just seems like I can't believe the people that do YouTube and how they, they make money off it and how they, you know, I don't know anything about that stuff. I would love to, I mean, it'd be cool to do it, but I, you'd have to have somebody run it. I can't run that stuff. I can barely time my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, Mary and I, we do, we do everything on our own. We have our own website. I write articles. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, That's who's, cool. who's a, a third friend of ours, does her own podcast, mm -hmm. just about random stuff that happens mm -hmm. in her life. So it's a lot of fun. You mm -hmm. know, I started doing this when I was young and, uh, it's a lot of fun. And Brock, thank you for your help with this interview. Um, Jerry, we're also really glad to see you, everyone here on behalf of everyone at Alex Wood Racing, uh, on behalf mm -hmm. of all of us fans, uh, Alan Nato III, um, Chris Hughes, another friend of mine, uh, uh, Mary, Caitlin, we're all glad to see that you're doing way better now. We're grateful to mm -hmm. see that you are, uh, that you're still here and you can tell your story and you can, and I personally feel you can help make everyone more aware of head injuries because of what you went through and your story is inspiring just to see that you're happy and you've got a great family now and you're still doing stuff. Yeah. And hey, Jordan. Yeah. Hey, Jordan, come here for a second. One second. I got to give you something. I want to show you something. Come here, darling. I want to show you something. Come here. What? What the I would like to know. Do you want? Does that? Can can somebody uh, take her for about two months? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Anyway. So that's, Jer uh, that's Jerry so and Marianna's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So Marianna's what do you do, wife. Alex? What's that? Yeah, Marianna, my wife. Yeah, what so, do you do? What do you mean, what do I do? Uh, what do you do for work? What do you do to stay busy besides well, in, uh, this YouTube stuff? Oh, well, I'm in college. I'm an English major, getting ready to transfer uh, um, to university up in Grand Rapids um, here in Benton Harbor. Nice. So, uh, well, yeah, Benton Harbor is where my school is. Um, it's it's a nice little community college. Uh, alongside that, mm -hmm. I'm... I'm also getting into the broadcast, uh, the broadcast side of stuff. I wanted to be a racer, but that didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Uh, I made a lot of connections. Uh, Mary also uh, does a lot of YouTube stuff. Uh, that's mainly what she does. She also has a job. I'm still looking for a job right now, um, so hopefully I'll find something soon. But you know, just uh, yeah, I love I love my community college. Honestly, you know, we've got a great music department. We've got a great English department. Um, mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that, I mean I like to play video games uh, I've got my controller right here because before <laughs> we started the Zoom call I was playing some NASCAR 
uh, I, I lately I've been playing the video games Jerry's in. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. but I was just playing some modern games. And uh, I did uh, in my last race in NASCAR 2004 career mode, I did wreck Jerry uh, and I didn't mean to. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, your your CPU okay. car came up, got into me, and then I hit Johnny Benson, and he hits me, and then my car caught fire. So, um, yeah, oh, wow. I, I, I don't think uh, I don't think Jay Fry is too happy with me in that game. But uh, no, anyways, no, yeah, at not, least at least you're not hurt, though. At least you didn't get hurt. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, and uh, it was at Richmond. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> I was coming up on you and I was trying to lap you and I spun you out and I got you into Johnny and Johnny hit me and uh Benson wasn't too happy. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, if um if you have any questions for me outs uh if you have any other questions for me, feel free to ask. No, I'm 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 good. I'm I think uh you know um Hopefully your hopefully it goes well with what you're trying to do. You and your you so your uh, your wife is it your wife or your yeah? I hope it goes well. I think uh, no, she's, know, my, she's my friend and business partner. partner. Oh, okay, friend and business partner. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mary's twelve years older than I am. For you. Yeah, thank she's you. Twelve years older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it goes well. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to, now that you know my information, you can contact me anytime if you need me to do anything. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, before we wrap this part of the interview up, uh, I, if you're on social media, where can people find you? I get, I do zero social media. I think that's not me. I am not, I'm not really good at it. I think I, I have a, a, a Facebook page, but I, I, I think that, I don't know, it's not good. I don't like that kind of stuff. I like I like it where you do phone calls. Yeah. Um, I like it where you see people, but I, I don't think the 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 Facebook stuff is is where it's. That's not me. I can see you at a racetrack. Maybe I can see you at the racetrack some some way down the road. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I have a website thejourneydo.com and then you can you can uh you know ask me questions or anything and um yeah so that's probably the only way you can get a hold of me except except if you're in if you're in uh lynchburg tennessee you might see me at a racetrack teaching your student yeah i also have uh, jerry's po box if you have anything you'd like jerry to sign uh, please use the P.O. box that I linked in the description of the YouTube variant. Um, uh, that's in Davidson. Uh, so uh, we'll have that. Anyways, uh, thank you to Jerry Nadu for doing this interview. Got any closing remarks? Uh, no, just hang tough. Let's be strong for Ukraine. Obviously, there's a lot of yep. crap going on in the world. And, uh, you know, my wife is from Ukraine. And it's just sad. Um what's happening over there um so yeah i we've got a little thing on on my facebook page uh for people to to donate uh for her mother and her family that's uh in nikolai that obviously it's been getting bombarded the last three weeks so we're doing something on facebook where people can donate some money for for her and i'll um, put a link in there and as well as far as 
yeah, as far as me, it just go to work. My next job is next week for, uh, uh, we're teaching, uh, I think 16 students, uh, for the whole week weekend. So should be good. Yeah. And, uh, I will, and I'll also try and help out with the Ukraine stuff. So yeah. Uh, now back to the All show. Right. All right. It's time to recap the interview and then head on into the mailbag segment. And then we get to talk about random shit. Um, Mary, what did you take from this week's hot seat? Voice cracks. That's not what I took. Mary's going to talk a little bit about this interview. Well, the main thing I was looking out for is basically his moods and stuff. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was an article years ago where he was struggling a lot. And a lot of people had a lot of concerns for him. And I think it, it started with the Dale Jr. download. It looked like he was doing very well. But I wanted to see if, if that mood had stuck. And it looks like it has. It looks like he's doing very good now. And I'm very happy about that. That's my main takeaway from it. My main takeaway is I'm glad to see his family is doing good. Um, I'm glad to see he's doing better. Um, you know, ah, my knees are not, <laughs> my knees aren't good. I really screwed up my Neither knees Neither are mine. But anyway, I'm going to be sitting like this the rest of the podcast. Um, anyways, yeah, it was a pretty good interview. I had fun. Um, That's let's good. Let's talk about random shit now. Okay, since we didn't do hot topics yet. Okay. Okay, so uh, the first one, and I don't know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, this one is something that caught our attention. Chicagoland is officially dead. Wow, that's the closest track to my hometown. <laughs> there was some sort of sighting that someone had noticed, and oh, that is it just like pet shower. Was, I believe so. Yes, and it also looks like there was like. Maybe uh, two listings for part-time employees at Chicagoland, and they're the last ones left. So Chicagoland's dead. Yeah, I don't see a good future. I can't be singing, I see blue skies, red roses too. I don't remember the rest of the words, but... So it looks like the McDonald's curse has finally taken effect after all these years. If you know, you know. Bubba Wallace won in a McDonald's car last year. No, 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 no. Not that McDonald's curse. Chicago's McDonald's curse. The rock and roll McDonald's. Okay, you don't know the story. Story time! Run away, children. When was... Click off this video right now. Go listen to another podcast episode. I don't want to hear one of Mary's stories. <laughs> when was Chicagoland's inaugural race for Cup? 2001. Do you remember what happened in that race? Andy Houston. Something that has to do with your boyfriend, Andy Houston. Well. That, oh, that's wait, where that I know. McDonald's announced that they were going to go to Ricky uh, Craven's car. I almost said Ricky Rudd. Oh, 
That was later that year. But here's something you should know. The McDonald's World Headquarters is in Chicago. Yes, I think I, we all know that. That's where the Rock and Roll McDonald's was. So here's what happened in relation to the inaugural cup race and Andy Houston being in it. He qualified 12th, but if you remember the statistics, he finished last after an issue, supposedly, three laps in. No, it was actually the opening part of the race. The drive shaft had disappeared from his car. So when the car started accelerating, he couldn't go. Now, how everyone else avoided him, I don't know. But Andy got onto the apron, took it to the garage area. They figured out the drive shaft is gone. They tried to make the pairs, didn't happen. And that was basically the end of Andy's race. Now, you can imagine a lot of McDonald's people were there, right? And this is the second straight race where he had finished last after Daytona, where he blew a tire after actually having a pretty good run. Now, this is the interesting part. It's believed this was sabotage. It's believed this was sabotage in order to have McDonald's either get out of the sport or transfer to another car. And you know what? A lot of people have heard this story, and you know what? I believe it. I believe there was some form of sabotage against Andy Houston's car that day. Because it's the first race at this new track. It's McDonald's World Headquarters track. It's Andy's sponsor. And he's basically the guinea pig of a level C-minus team at best. So, of course, something like this is going to happen. This is no coincidence. Something did happen there. And Chicago, to some extent, has been cursed there ever since. And that curse has finally come to fruition after all these years. So that basically is the story behind the sabotage against Andy Houston at Chicagoland of 2001. And why Chicagoland was cursed ever since. Okay. So uh, there's a couple other things. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you said you did... You said you didn't know much about the Xfinity race, right? That's literally a blur. <laughs> Good, because if you watch the Xfinity race, then you'll know that Joey Legato knows nothing about other sports or classic TV. They had this little gimmick thing where they're showing all the people in Star Trek uniforms, and Legato's there going, is that Star Wars? <laughs> Cue everyone laughing. And cue Kurt Busch going, Blaney's going to get you for this. And then, apparently, he does not know the difference and difference terms in terms of football and baseball. Talking about football innings and stuff. Those are called and quarters. Then, yeah. Word. You know that word. And then, on top of that, there's a promo as to who is going to be the special guest driving the pace car for the cup race. And this is a story we should know because we had a situation where the same thing happened. Because the pace car driver mm -hmm. for the Coda Cup race was Hulk Hogan. Someone... No, close. I know Hulk Hogan. That's about it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I know more wrestlers than that. 
you, you know where that's going. It was The Undertaker. For those out of the loop, The Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time. He was the one uh, doing the uh, pace car driving for the Coda Cup race, did the promo during the Xfinity race. Joey Logano does not know who he is either. So my so brother more than one NASCAR driver me, doesn't I told know you your Undertaker is. So my buddy who told me, I told you your Undertaker wasn't the worldwide name you thought he was. Apparently they're right. Haha. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my because knee like has a really bad, like there's a really bad problem with my knee right now. Try and stretch it out. Uh, that's what I'm doing. It hurts real bad. <sighs> well, be slow with it. So, uh, I think that's everything I have for hot topics. Now we Unless get to talk about anything. shit. Well, I fell four <laughs> All times. Alright, what do you today. want to talk about? I fell four times today. Courtesy you of my fell four team. times today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, Mary is a big Robert Height fan. You wish. You realize he's one of my drivers. No, why would you root for Robbery Height? Robert Height. Oh, I'm sorry, Robbery Heist. His name is Robert Height. Get it right. Says the guy who says Brad Kez a loser. He is. Well, if you're going to keep saying Brad Keselowski, then I'm going to continue to say Robbery Heist, because that's who he is. Well, then Brad Keselowski, I, I, I got to retrain myself to call him Keselowski. <laughs> now you're getting it. Uh, anyway. Now I'm getting what? <sighs> huh? Like, okay, this, I what? can feel from this point to this point, but down here. But from here to here, I have no feeling. You can't feel your leg. I can't feel the lower part of my left leg. Right, right leg's fine. Now Guess that's weird. Well, I mean, cardio Is that possibly something to do with a pinched nerve or something? I don't know. I'm going to have to go to the doctor. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. Because that sounds like a pinched nerve of some sort. Right. And you don't want to have these type of knee issues at your age. Alright. <clears throat> I'm just going to lay down. Alright. That might talk. help. Uh, you might want to try to elevate your knee if possible. Uh, trying to... I physically am trying to move my leg... I'm trying to move this part of my leg. And it's I'm actually using all my strength to move this part of my leg. Oh. Yeah, something's up there. Anyways, I'm just going to move into picks and see what... And then get into my pajamas. Because this isn't going to go over well. 
Hang on a second. Yeah, this could be a number of things according to the internet, so I would check on that. But I got my picks ready when you're ready. Okay, let's see. Finishing up a couple things here while Alex gets readjusted. Hopefully he'll fix his knee problem. Meanwhile, I'll finish all this stuff up. Okay. Oh, yeah. One more note about The Undertaker. He gets inducted into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame this weekend uh, during WrestleMania 38. And he will be the headliner. So <laughs> if you guys are a part of the wrestling world, be sure to check that out. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, we do not have a mailback question. And that's usually Alex's thing anyway, so I cannot help you on that one. Yeah, I think Alex needs to get his leg checked if this is continuing. Because being the hardworking person I am, I unfortunately know about knee issues. Because my people are notorious for hard work in different aspects of ways and a lot of times our body parts especially our knees can be affected and mine is mainly hereditary because my dad was notorious for bad knees but alex is younger than me so he should not be having these kind of problems so i will advise him to uh get that looked at So, um, hopefully this will not take too long because now I'm being called. Okay, I'm being called for a second, so now it's your turn to distract the folks. Okay. Well, I need a freaking ice pack. My mom is an idiot. She doesn't know. She believes this is ice. No, I want frozen peas or frozen corn or, you know, ice.
for very long. Actually, you're wrong about that. I shouldn't have recorded there, but I <laughs> But anyways. How are you feeling now? Well, my mom is an idiot. Oh, God, what did she do? She thought a block of ice was an ice pack. Wow, okay. Anyways, picks. All right, it's Xfinity and Cup, no trucks, and they're at Richmond. Okay, well, I'm looking at the uh, entry list here. And I did that earlier, so you don't have to worry about that with me. Uh, who's going first? I think you're going first. I'm still leading. All right. Okay. My throat's feeling weird again. If I caught another bug, someone's going to pay for it. Okay, well. Well, they don't have the entry right. list. Yeah, entry lists are up. I saw them. Okay, well, I know who I'm picking. Well, I already know who I'm picking for the, for the three picks, so. Um, my underdog is, or my suck pick is going to be A.J. Allmendinger because he's not really a short track racer. Even though he did okay. win last year, I don't think that he's going to do very good at Richmond. Yeah, different beast. Uh, the usual as the usual suspects in terms of the who sucks gimmick for Xfinity, Eeny, Meeny, Miney, Riley Herbst. For tr for underdog, I'm gonna pick Sam Mayer because he's a short track racer and he won a truck race at Bristol, and he did pretty good there last year. Uh, my underdog is gonna be Josh Berry. He's proven he can do very well on these tracks. Richmond's a bit different from what I understand, but we'll see how he does. My winner for for um Xfinity is Noah Gregson. And we have a similar one, but I'm going to go in a different direction. My winner is going to be Justin Allgaier. Okay. Because he is damn good there. Cup? Well, I'm going to go with, for, for the suck pick, uh, I'm going to go Kyle Busch. <laughs> Kyle Busch was actually my backup, but once I saw this name on the entry list, it says, yeah, you're the suck pick. My suck pick is Landon Castle. Okay. I, I should have... Change mine to Greg Biffle. Actually, I am going to do that since Greg Biffle's a mega baddie. Uh, Is Greg Biffle in the field? Yeah. He's been in every okay. other race so far this year. My underdog is to be Kurt Busch. Uh, mine is a driver that's currently on the rise. He's here and there with short tracks, but I believe he can surprise a lot of people. And he did this weekend as well. My underdog is going to be Daniel Suarez. Okay, well, my winner is going to be... Let me look at the entry list again. Let's... Oh. Well. Why am I going to pick this drive? Uh, nope. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney for my winner. 
That's a decent pick, but Penske's been on a downgrade this year, so I don't know if they're going to get anywhere or not. They're kind of like Gibbs, but Gibbs is worse. However, this has been Gibbs territory lately, so this might be where Toyota makes their rebounds, and I'm going to say the winner is Martin Trex Jr. Damn it, I should have picked him. But anyways, I'm not going to do an outro because, you know, look at my situation. All right, I'll just do the uh, Patreon thing and close out myself. You just rest up. Uh, the Pastimes and Other Easings podcast has a Patreon in case you guys want to donate. Uh, Alex kind of needs some help right now, so we kind of need it. Uh, we have our $5 bronze tier, which is one daily access to the podcast, as well as one bonus mailbag question to submit. We also have our $10 silver tier, which is extra videos, three bonus mailbag questions, a one-on-one -on -one connection with one of us, and a chance for one of us to follow you on social media. Our $20 gold tier, which is extra videos, five bonus mailbag questions, a custom video messages, uh, thank you message from one or both of us, and five to 10% on uh, merch, a merch discount. And then we have our $50 platinum tier, which is extra videos, custom merch, unlimited mailbag questions, one custom video message from one of us, a thank you message from both of us on social media, the opportunity to compete in polls, a 30% merch discount, a Zoom chat with one or both of us, and if you watch the YouTube uh, version of this, you'll be put on a recognition list at the end of the video. Uh, the Pastimes and Other Meetings podcast will be going live Fridays at 7 p.m., so be sure to schedule around that so you guys can listen to us. Uh, if you want to be a part of the mailbag segment, you can contact us at pastimespodcastguest at gmail.com. Your uh, no, your question on the answer is going to be automatically no. Your email will be that. immediately, and we will not open it. All right, and uh, be sure to check out Alex's channel, which is Destroyer H Sex, and also be sure to check out my my channel, which is Ultimate Twenty Three Dragon. Uh, I put out a video earlier this month. I hope you guys enjoyed it because it was hilariously ridiculous that I actually had to do that video. But anyway. So thank you everyone for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Be sure to tune in next week where we review Richmond, my house. So thank you everyone for watching. This is Ultimate 23 Dragon, and that's Destroyer H6, and that's our final answer. That's a nice one. And your house gets two races, mine only gets one. But that that actually significantly reduces how much money I spend.